This is bonus content with the Christian Travelers Network. Today, Peter Greer joins us to talk about micro-adventures during COVID-19. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian travelers. I know that many of you are isolated at home right now and traveling is looking a little different, but we actually have Peter Greer, one of our first guests on our podcast here today to talk a little bit about some things that we can be doing during this crisis to still feel like we're adventuring in a new way. Uh, Peter works with International Fellowship of Evangelical Students in Ireland and is transitioning to living in more unreached parts of the world. He loves travel, ultra running, and philosophy. Hey, Peter, it's good to have you back. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, great to be back. And uh, unfortunate the circumstances that uh, that brings us back chatting about this, but still good to still be able to mull over travel and all things adventure, um, even when we're sitting in our own homes. Yes. So what does COVID-19 look like in your area? What are some of the restrictions that they've been putting on you guys? Well, it's been quite controversial here in, on the island of Ireland um, because uh, part of the island is uh, under British rule and part of it uh, is under the Irish government. So um, while uh, we in the north have been uh, quite free in some ways, although all essential businesses, uh, uh, everything apart from essential businesses has been shut, in the south, um, they have far tighter restrictions, and so they're not allowed to go out of their, their homes more than two kilometres uh, once per day. Um, and so uh, for the adventurous uh, in hearts and for people who love to get out there and uh, even in socially distant ways, uh, go out for walks and runs and things like that, um, it's a huge blow to the travelling spirit. Um, and one that uh, certainly some people have been uh, not so happy about. You'll have to forgive me. I actually don't know. Um, I guess so. Is it British or I Irish governing on which side of of Ireland? Uh, no, no, that's a fair question. Um, it's uh, in the north. Uh, Northern Ireland is a part of the United Kingdom, so that's under under British rule. Um, and then in the south is the Republic of Ireland uh, under their, their own government. Okay, interesting. So you do a lot of traveling uh, to colleges around Ireland. Has that been affected by this? Uh, for myself, as a, I've started to, to transition on uh, towards uh, living in, in other countries and other parts of the world, um, I'm more office-based now, but but certainly for my colleagues, um, they've uh, given up the, the many miles they, they travel by petrol, and uh, mission in Ireland on the university campuses um, has gone online um, and in incredibly creative ways. Uh, there's no more prepared a generation than the, the current uh, student generation, uh, who are already online and already doing so many incredible things to um, live out their Christian faith um, in various ways of building community and uh, in sharing uh, the Lord Jesus with different people. Do you feel that Ireland um, or the people feel like this is serious or over-dramatized or what are some of the things that you've been hearing? 
Well, I, I think there's been a, a mixture of responses, partly just due to people's family uh, backgrounds and, and makeup. So if people have very vulnerable family members um, or friends, uh, then they'll be uh, many of them will be living in, in great fear and great worry um, that uh, this could uh, take away life. And yet uh, others take a more laid back approach and say, look, we can't do anything about this. We can do our best to help each other. But once we've done that, there's no point worrying. Um, and so uh, a great divide in some ways. And some would even look on at, at me uh, still wanting to talk about travel uh, and our discussion here as being a, a trivial thing that shouldn't be done um, and it's only essential things that, that should be done. Um, but for, for various reasons as a, as a Christian, there, there's always disasters uh, going on in the world. So there's always greatly serious, serious things um, of eternal significance that we could worry about and could plan about. But I think there's something in the goodness of our loving Heavenly Father uh, that frees us from having to perpetually just be uh, fearful and, and worried about things and uh, frees us to, to still be able to enjoy some of the things, uh, even in the most um, serious of, of times. And so I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I hope uh, others can, can join us in uh, appreciating the, the freedom from, from worry and the peace that the Lord Jesus brings in his lordship um, over, over everything. Yes. So you mentioned that some people are kind of frowning on, um, and we're about to get into some of these micro adventures, but they're frowning on to us talking about travel. How have you been responding to that? Well, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because uh, I must remember that many people are in different places in life, experiencing different things, and with so much at stake, like the lives of those who are so precious to us. Um, now is not the time in, in my mind to to start arguing and to start uh, disagreeing, particularly with our brothers and sisters in Christ um, over the the smaller uh, ways that we choose to spend our time and and things like that. So in many ways, um, if someone wants to be angry at uh, us continuing to talk about travel, um, I I have tended not to respond really, and just to uh, to take it on the on the chin and to say uh, to listen and to to seek to to love uh, those people well and to serve them in in ways and show that actually. Um, Far from just uh, escaping the problem, um, I'm still serious about mission. I'm still serious um, about us growing more like the Lord Jesus during these times. Um, I still really want God's glory to be brought about. Um, and perhaps I see that uh, being possible still in, in ways that they don't. But we want to give much uh, room and much flexibility for people who are deeply, deeply hurting. Um, and in many ways... Uh, that shapes my response. It's a very uh, respectful way to handle that situation. So one of the first things that was really hit with this virus um, was kind of the travel industry. Do you foresee COVID-19 being the end of travel or how do you see that playing out? Oh, it's been hard hard times for for anyone in the travel industry um never mind for 
for us uh, as travellers. Um, I can imagine I've been talking this last week or two to some Irish travel companies whose uh, businesses have uh, or could well be just completely wiped. Um, decades of building up these businesses um, and within a few months uh, they could be nowhere um, if the government doesn't step in and, and help such um, industry. Similarly, with with some of our airlines, uh, I've been reliably told that Stobart Air, one of our um, smaller airlines that services all of our small airports in in Ireland and does a tremendous job connecting us together, um, again will will have to to go under if um, if nothing changes in the next little while, and so it's it's hard to see, uh, really, isn't it the the future of the travel industry, what it will look like, um. Will travel interest, uh, companies uh, act any differently in light of uh, all that's that's gone on? But uh, I, I think we're creative as humans, aren't we? Uh, there's lots that we can still um, innovate and uh, do differently. And certainly maybe the travel industry coming out the other side uh, might look tremendously different. But uh, I trust that we'll still have a, a great world to explore. Um, our curiosity as humanity um shouldn't uh, change i hope um and uh, even if that's many months more than than perhaps just what the virus hits us into isolation um hopefully uh, given two years given three years given five years uh, some of these companies might even get back on their feet again um in due course but um, it's a real reminder isn't it um who knows what will happen i can predict anything i can chat to all the business experts but um we all really haven't a clue um there's only one in the world um who who knows what will happen in future um and that's greatly humbling isn't it for us who love to certainly myself my own heart i love to be in control and love to plan Yes, and um, it's been a wonder seeing how God has been working through the creativity of so many individuals to still be connecting people, still be sharing the gospel, um, and still be talking about travel. And uh, one of the unique things you have been doing has been micro-adventures. What exactly is that, and what does that look like? Well, good question. Um, micro adventures are, are something that I picked up. Um, it's a stolen uh, concept uh, or a phrase, all borrowing different things from different people. Um, from uh, a British travel adventurer and explorer called uh, Alistair Humphreys. Um, he was one of many, probably one of the first, um, to uh, jump on his bike and uh, spend four years cycling around the world. Um, and has since been known for for many incredible feats that that he's got up to. But many people would approach Alistair at parties and say to him, uh, and I've had this response to to things that I've done uh, to uh, people say, oh, I would love uh, to adventure uh, the amazing world adventures that that you get on, but I'm I'm not like you, so I don't think that's going to be possible for me. Um, the conversation uh, ends there. Uh, Alistair just got more and more frustrated because uh, the way that he started adventuring was uh, just taking baby steps, uh, one step at a time uh, towards his goal. So he he wouldn't start by climbing the Everests of the world. Um, he would start just on his local hill and it might be tiring for him. Uh, the first time as a teenager, he, he did some of those, um, but he gradually got used to more and more and more and took um, step, small step after small step 
um, out of his comfort zone and gradually got places. Um, and so um, he realised that uh, perhaps the only way uh, to encourage people not just to say, no, adventure is for you professionals out there, um, is to come and show those baby steps. Um, and so he coins uh, this uh, concept, micro-adventures, wonderful concept in my mind. Um, and he describes it as this, I don't know whether you'd agree or, or disagree, adventure is a state of mind a spirit of trying something new and leaving your comfort zone. It's about enthusiasm, ambition, open-mindedness and curiosity. Um, I'll just say that one more time because it's quite long. Uh, he says, uh, Al Humphrey says, adventure is a state of mind, a spirit of trying something new and leaving your comfort zone. It's about enthusiasm, ambition, open-mindedness and curiosity. And I thought when I read that, well, there's nothing to stop us, uh, even during this lockdown, even for my friends in the south, uh, limited to two kilometres around their own house. There's nothing why they couldn't enjoy the spirit of adventure in all that uh, Al says uh, it is. And uh, to, to really not go home, I guess as many of my friends have done, um, moaning that it's so boring being in the house every day, not having anything else to do, having watched all the Netflix uh, episodes that we could have wanted, um, but instead uh, to see the possibilities um, and even to start on small micro-adventures ourselves. What are some of the micro-adventures uh, that you would recommend uh, people start with or consider? Well, um, I've tried to start just by starting in April, doing one a day during April. Um, it, it didn't get off to a wonderful start, but you can read more more about that on my, my blog. Um, but certainly uh, last night I spent uh, in, in a tent in my back garden. Um, just a simple concept. Uh, you don't even need to have a tent uh, to, to, to do uh, something very similar. And I give a few ideas uh, on my blog of of various things, um, but some of it is just about seeing things with with different eyes. Um, my local area, in all honesty, I'd been so busy exploring the world that some of the things in my local area now I hadn't explored. And so uh, my housemate, uh, my one friend that I live with, has recently been taking me out on walks and helping me see uh, my local area with new eyes and seeing various things that I can get up to. Uh, even within that place that I, I thought was just boring on my doorstep. Um, but really, it's been incredible to see uh, things in a different lens. Um, and so uh, some of them are, are physical challenges that um, might you, you might traditionally associate with adventure. And others, I think, are just ways of uh, training our minds and are shaping our character to grow in different ways and to be pushed out of our comfort zone in in ways you might not traditionally associate with adventure, but in ways that um, whether it's uh, the fact that you're not able-bodied or whether you're 12 years old or whether you're 65 years old, um, hopefully um, many of these micro-adventure ideas uh, could be good for uh, for you, no matter who you are or where you are. Have you seen this catching on uh, with other people? 
Oh, it's been fun. I'm sure some of you have uh, have seen uh, some cool things that, that people are getting up to during this uh, isolation or lockdown uh, period. But it's great, even the, the very first blog post that I posted up, uh, to see some families um, who've decided that uh, instead of... Uh, they had booked a holiday and travel time during this COVID-19 period. And instead of that, um, because it was cancelled, they decided, well, there's no point just sitting... Uh, feeling bitter indoors let's get our family and uh, have a tent in the back garden let's eat all of our meals on the camp stove and um, let's play different games that we might have done on holiday and things like this um, so already you're starting to see uh, families and, and different individuals uh, rise up and invent probably far better challenges than I'll come up with um, uh, and fun things to to amuse themselves with and to just uh, expand their horizons and draw them out of their comfort zones uh, just a little bit more. That's amazing. I really have been impressed with people in all different ways, just the new and creative ways that they've found to connect with people, to challenge themselves. Um, It's been fun watching people's creativity shine. Oh, yes, it's brilliant. Yeah. So this uh, mentality isn't unique. Um, In the history of travel, who else um, isolated to enhance their travel uh, mindset? Well, I I guess many of us will be familiar with uh, those Bible passages that uh, you yourself in your Lenten devotions here on uh, on the Christian Travel Network um, and others have been going through uh, connecting with different biblical figures who have found themselves isolated while they've been on the road or, or otherwise. Um, but there's also been uh, different writers, um, a bizarre number, um, who have uh, deliberately chosen um, to hem themselves in uh, to their own four walls of uh, their property or their room. Um, I think of one of the great uh, secular uh, kind of stoic writers, um, Marcel Proust, how he deliberately, for to improve his creativity, um, boxed himself into a cork-walled uh, room uh, to even give himself some sound ins- insulation, all the walls uh, made out of, of cork. Um, and yet he wrote some of his classics um, uh, in that little room. And uh, indeed, uh, one, one of the things that he wrote was about travel and about um, how travel is far more than uh, traveling to the far corners of the earth. Um, but uh, how you could even travel around uh, your small room, even if it's uh, five feet by five feet uh, or just a few square meters wide, uh, you could still expand your horizons and think differently about the world uh, just by how you you perceive it. Um, and so he and uh, a few others, even f- uh, further before him in, in time, have been those who have done exactly that. Um, and uh, do you think any of us would ever dare to choose to remain within four walls in a few weeks' time? Um, I'm not too sure we would, but uh, hey, these guys did it, and uh, certainly lots to learn from them. Yeah. So I typically ask people where they have seen God in their travels, but I want to ask you this time, where have you seen God in COVID-19? Good question. I think 
in in my own life, uh, being slowed down and being reminded that I'm not in control of my own life, uh, however much I I try, has been a real uh, a real challenge and a real uh, clarity brought to my mind um, of uh, how amazing it is to to know God. So uh, personally, I found it uh, deepening in my spiritual life. Um, but I've also been uh, thoroughly encouraged that, uh, as I say, many of the students that I work with um, use these online uh, communities and forums um, to, to reach out, to continue to connect with their uh, campus friends, even if they're, they're now miles apart across the globe. Um, and to continue to uh, to to share the Lord Jesus and and His words, um, and that was in, incredible. Just the other night, we we had a an online event, um, which uh, led to s- several thousands people uh, tuning in uh, to hear the the life story of a top banker in England who's just been given a terminal cancer uh, diagnosis, and as she shared his trust in the Lord Jesus and what it meant to him to to face. Um, the future, the unknown future, uh, whether of coronavirus or for him, cancer, um, having had so much success and everything, um, it was marvellous to see just so many tuning in um, uh, from the islands, but also in other ways, in things like uh, book clubs, um, which many of the students and many of uh, the staff like myself are starting, um, both to help us grow spiritually at this time, and maybe we've got a bit more time, um, but also um, I've started a, a travel book club so that I can connect with friends who, who don't consider themselves uh, Christians or followers of Jesus, chatting through a, a book called uh, The Meaning of Life, uh, sorry, not The Meaning of Life, The Meaning of Travel, uh, that's written by a secular travel author just to facilitate some of those conversations. Um, it's a fun read, a bite-sized read, um, and just newly uh, released here in the UK um, by a, a university professor. Um, so a lot of, of creative ways that I, I've only been stealing ideas. Um, other people <laughs> have uh, are the creative ones who've actually been uh, developing some of these. Nice. Um, if some of our listeners wanted to join your book club, uh, how could they get involved? Yes, certainly. You can find uh, more on, on my blog uh, about that um, or, or drop me a, a line uh, online uh, through social media at, at any point. We're, we're not quite yet uh, started a, a couple of them. So uh, next week will be the, the, the first one where we're just meeting each other and hanging out and having a, a social um, and then after that, we'll we'll get uh, kick-started discussing more of the book. So uh, do connect with me on online if you want to join in. If our travelers want to connect with you on social media or other platforms, where can they find you at? If you uh, search for uh, at A-L-J-A-B-R underscore Cork, um, so that's A-L-J-A-B-R underscore Cork, um, or just search the hashtag uh, travel in tandem, uh, that's travel in tandem, um, uh, then you should be able to find me on, on most social media platforms um, or uh, my blog there too. Awesome. And we'll have links to uh, that in the description below. But Peter, it's been so good having you back on our podcast and uh, thank you for sharing. Oh, fantastic to be back and uh, looking forward to hearing uh, many more creative ideas um, of how people are adapting and uh, living at this time uh, with travel.
Well, thank you, and thank you, travelers, for tuning in today. Um, God's blessings and safe stay at home or micro adventuring.